Welcome to the Better Brave Podcast, where you get to hear unique stories from guests like you who choose to live bravely outside of their comfort zones. I'm Candace Dudley, your host, former teacher turned online business mentor and podcaster. This podcast is for you if you're committed to living life on purpose, no more following the rules of society. Go hit the follow button if you haven't yet and tune in every Tuesday for a new episode. Welcome back to the Better Brave Podcast. I'm your host, Candace Dudley. I am doing a solo episode today, and it's one that I sort of feel, well, I feel called to share But also it feels a bit like when I wanted to start sharing about motherhood, I had babies at home, three under three. We've been looking at all the old pictures, Google photos always pops up memories for us. Been diving deep into those this holiday season and the kids are just loving it. But it's making me really kind of reflect back to that time. And it can feel very nerve wracking to share something uh, maybe say like motherhood is hard, motherhood is tiring, and then we weren't quite sure how we did it at the time when we had three littles all in diapers, all three and under, but we figured it out and here we are thinking, I don't think I'd ever want to do that that rodeo again. It was scary to share those moments because we all know people who can't have babies that should be allowed to, that that would be amazing parents but for whatever reasons, it's just not happening. And so there's that piece of you that feels guilty for even saying or thinking these things, which then makes you feel alone. And so I wanted to share today about anxiety. I think that it feels right to me to share now. I wish I could have shared about it sooner, but it feels right to me now because I'm not in the thick of it. And so I can speak to you about maybe climbing out of it, maybe what it felt like in it for me. But I want to start by saying that it feels a little nerve-wracking to share because I still think we've gotten better, but there's this stigma about mental health that we need to get better at as a society and a whole, and we need to talk more about, we need to check on each other more, and make it something that we can hold space for each other in. I also want to say that if you are in the thick of it, it's impacting your daily life, there's just no shame in seeking medical or professional help, and I'll talk about the pieces of my journey. I think I'm going to share that and then I'll give you some tips and things that I've learned along the way from tons and tons of people that I'll credit later. But know that I'm sharing this to be relatable. I'm sharing this to be real. I'm sharing this so that hopefully you know that you're not alone. You're not crazy. It's not just you. But I also know that not one story is going to be the same. So don't expect that it's all going to match, but take what feels right for you and use it to the best that you can. And again, don't be afraid to go seek extra professional help if that is a a space that you um, need to move to. So for me, this started, well, I've had some anxiety on and off. I think we all do, but when I was younger, didn't necessarily know that that's what it was until I got older and I'm like, oh, that was, you know, anxiety. Now, when I was going through this major transition last year, last February, I made the decision with my husband to take a year leave off from school. It's something that took three years in the works to decide to do. And it was exciting, of course, but that doesn't mean that it's not stressful, that you don't have this processing time period. And anxiety for me came with all of that transition. It, uh, I found myself being triggered if I had to get in a car, drive somewhere, uh, to the point where I would just get so worked up that I'd be sick to my stomach. 
um, things like that. And so it made me want to stay home in my safe, you know, protected space. And even if I wanted to go to whatever was happening or the event or whatever, I just making me not want to go. The list of things that I started with, one was getting to my chiropractor more frequently, telling them about it. Uh, I started going to Dr. Caitlin specifically to do her spinal networking form of chiropractic, which uh, we focus specifically on helping my body move through those transitions and getting out of the fight or flight response because it was almost like I was stuck in the in that fight or flight response versus um, moving back out of it like we're supposed to. I went to um, Kristen in town. She did energy healing, like tuning fork sound healing on me. I've gone to Mariah. She's been on podcast episodes before. Robin, uh, Callie I've had advice from, my chiropractor in town, Dr. Schultz. I have done, I did emotional clearings. I'm still doing that with Abigail. Um, She's been on the podcast before too. And so there's just so many people and so many tools that I utilize because the thing is, take away from that, that it's okay to go ask for help. It's okay to go seek help. It's okay to try a lot of different things. And then ultimately at my, all of those things were helping, by the way, they would help, but the, you know, they'd like wear off or it would, uh, I would need them often, but I think this, that all helped. And I also then went to my actual medical doctor for a, you know, year checkup or physical or whatever, talked to her about it. And so I did end up then getting on some medication, just a very small dosage of a daily anxiety med, and that's been helping as well. And I plan to keep taking that throughout the winter and then reassess to where I I feel I am. But with all of that together, that's what helped and worked for me. Now, that is not to say that that all will obviously be your same path, but I wanted to share that I have utilized all of those things. I still utilize almost all of those things on a regular basis or a monthly basis. And then I want to also just give you a list of things that you can try on your own before you have to go and, you know, spend money, schedule appointments and things. So these things help me a lot. And I, and I recommend, well, I shouldn't say I recommend, I don't have a medical background to be giving you advice, but I um, would encourage you to try these things. Even when those little bits of anxiousness pop up for you, in little different situations. But one is to actually, and again, all these things I've gotten from all the names that I listed, I'm sure I'm missing some people that have helped me throughout this. But one is to uh, hold your thumb into the palm of your opposite hand. And that's a very grounding thing for your body. I don't know how it works in your mind, but something happens where it feels grounding and calming. An affirmation that really spoke to me was from a book I was reading called You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. And I actually am excited. I just ordered her other book called Heal Your Body. It has to do with our thinking and our thoughts. And I'm not one that thinks that that's the 100% one route that will work, but I'm also not one that thinks that the the medical take medicine route will work 100% of the time either. So I kind of fall in the middle of, hey, let's try holistic, see if that works. Hey, let's try this if it doesn't. And and as you can see throughout the journey that I shared that of all the things that I've tried. But her affirmation in there specifically about anxiety was to say, I approve of myself. I trust the process of life. I am safe. 
those three. I approve of myself. I trust the process of life. I am safe. And that really spoke to me, the approving of myself. Because as you know, during that time for me, it was a huge transition in life. I was making decisions that not everyone around me agreed with that was that they thought was best for me. But I needed to approve of myself. I needed to know that my gut was leading me down the right path. And then also just saying I trust the process of life, knowing that God or the universe or whatever higher power you believe in has your back and the process of life will work itself out and that I'm safe. So those were really powerful for me to use and say. Taking really big cleansing and grounding breaths, I don't know about you, but I must not breathe that deep (laughs) during the day unless I intentionally stop and really go in through the nose and out the mouth and just very deeply to the point where you're trying to, you know, raise and lower your stomach so that's really deep in your gut because that is... There's science behind that. And again, I don't know all the, I can't speak to all of it, but I've read it. It makes sense. And there, and I can tell you that if you look it up, cleansing, grounding breaths, just really deeply into your nose, out to the, out your mouth and breathing deep into that stomach. For me, cutting out caffeine, and I don't really drink a lot of caffeine because I don't, I don't drink coffee but, or pop or soda for you non-Minnesotans. But I also, but I take a, I usually was taking a pre-workout and it was awesome. I think it's actually what got me through those baby years of my kids being so little. And it was all plant-based and everything, but I just needed to really cut all that out. Cut out the bubbler drinks that have a little bit of caffeine in them and all the things because it just, I knew it wasn't helping. It was like throwing gas on a fire. Getting outside seems so simple, but especially in Minnesota right now, we're not getting outside very often. It's cold, snowy, slushy on the ground put your boots on, get your coat on. You've got to get outside, go for a walk, look up at the sky, look around you, kind of take in the nature, take in that fresh air. That is really cleansing. If you can find a forest walking through like the woods, hike, that very much is clearing and and just great. So so get outside. Um, Along those lines, walking, stretching, moving your body, finding time for movement. Now, I at one point was was to an extreme where I was like, okay, I will curb my anxiety by working out super hard and I'll just work out every single day. And it just will calm me down enough, tire me out enough where I won't have that anxiousness. And that worked for me for a period of time. But I think that when this bout came about, that actually had some adverse effects by not taking rest days. Take your rest days. That is equally as important as moving your body. It had some adverse effects in that when I was like, oh, I have to go somewhere today. I know the car's going to trigger me. Okay, I'll just go work out. I'll ride my bike inside for like an hour and I'll just, no, it was starting to make it worse. So along that lines, find what works for you. Like I said, gentle movement, stretching, that kind of thing. Shut down your screens, get off of social media, unfollow people that make, or accounts that make you feel less than when you watch them make sure that you're not on a screen all day long if you can help it. And then along the lines of what we were just talking about is get to bed early enough so that you have enough sleep. I'm not exempt when I love to either be up before the kids. And now that I'm off this year, I kind of actually like to stay up later than the kids. So I'm kind of flip-flopping, but whatever it is for you, it's because there's that quiet time in your house where no one needs you that can keep you up at night 
but make sure that if you're in this time frame of, you know, super anxiety going on and, and things like that where you just need to do what what's best for you, get yourself to sleep. And then I also cut back on sugar, processed foods, those types of things. Again, similar to the caffeine where it's just kind of throwing gas on the fire. And lastly, but certainly not least, talk to people that you trust. Because when you keep it all in, at least for me, I started thinking that it was just me, that I was the problem and I'm just, you just go in this spiral, you're not thinking rationally and you think it is literally just you. But when I started to slowly share, you know, mention it to my family, that kind of thing, turns out other people were going through the same thing or had gone through similar things in different seasons. They're more than willing to relate or share what worked for them or ask if they can help in any ways. And a lot of times there's not much they can do other than if, if you have a friend that brings this up to you, I would say try to just hold space, be there, don't try to fix it. It's almost like saying, oh, you're fine or take a deep breath and you'll be good. That's just not, <laughs> if, you, if you're going through this, you know you're not in your head like, yeah, no, that's just not, that's not gonna work. So it's okay if you don't relate to this. If you don't, great. I That's awesome. I would love to know what it feels like to not have any anxiety ever. I'm lucky enough where most days I don't have it or I am feel great, but I know that there are those times where it comes and it sneaks in and there's definitely those seasons, whether it's a big transition for you, a life change, whatever, where it really can amp up. And so I hope by me sharing this, even though, like I said, it makes me a little nervous because it's like, I just know that someone else out there has more, you know, trauma or more, has it worse than me or things like that where it's like I want to discount my own anxiety and I just don't think that that is helpful to any of us. It's back to that motherhood piece where, you know, you have friends that, that can't get pregnant and you don't, you want to say, I'm really stressed. I'm, I'm home with the baby. I feel so lonely. But then you feel super guilty by even thinking that because you know that your friend down the street has been trying and trying for years and she would love nothing more than to have a baby that kept her up at night. I think we need to just know that it's not that you're not thankful. It's not that you think you have it the worst or whatever. We do not need to have this little tally chart, score chart deal where we are ranking our mental health to other people and and comparing and things like that. So just know that whatever journey you're on is the journey for you. You can take steps to move through this. There's tons of people and resources that can help. And I'll try to link um, what I can for contact information to the people that I mentioned in this podcast that have helped me. A lot of them uh, I meet online with, a handful I meet in person. So if you're not local, you can still have a few resources as well. I hope that this helped. I hope it was relatable. I hope that it shed some light on things and take what fits for you and leave the rest. Go have a better brave day. Thanks for listening. Hey, thanks for being here. I love being able to highlight entrepreneurial journeys because no two are the same. To grab my free sales page planner or to book a discovery call with me, head to the show notes. Finally, please leave a quick review so I can continue this work. See you next week.